And we're back, another week, another podcast. Chris isn't here again this week. You may remember last week he was looking after a one-year-old child. This week he's looking for the one-year-old <laughs> child. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't go too well. But Carl is here. Hiya, Carl. Afternoon. And Laura's back with us again. Hi, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Stuck with me again. <laughs> oh, So, um, Carl... You picked the wrong time to be drinking that coffee. Yeah, thinking. sorry, Mark. It's really nice. <laughs> What's your topic, Carl? Online data protection. So I referenced a documentary, which I think everyone watched, called The Great Hack, which is a documentary about the Cambridge Analytica company. They're basically a data an, a data, data analytical company. I can never say that word. And they took data from Facebook and other subsidiary companies of date of Facebook like Instagram and all that sort of stuff and they tailored well the main one was the Donald Trump election but they've tailored many in the past to target advertisements at people they considered to be I can't remember the term that they persuadables, used persuadables I think the persuadables they said, yeah mm. so the the people who based on the data that they've collected the people that they would consider to be easily persuaded by adverts and other things that they would see on Facebook. So they targeted a whole campaign at them to get Donald Trump into power, to make America great again. And they showed that Hillary was a criminal because of all her dealings with these email things and whatever other scandals she was involved in. And it totally tanked her campaign. She was the overwhelming favorite at the start. This campaign kicked in and she plummeted. Absolutely plummeted in votes. Do you have to have some sort of clever thinking behind that anyway, don't you? Because it's all very well having all that information. I mean, I could gather all this information and then I wouldn't know what the hell to do with it. Yeah. I wouldn't understand it all. So you've got to have some sort of clever people or yeah, absolutely. Uh, whatever. Because I could look at I could look at millions of Facebook things and say, right, okay, um, Chrissy's auntie's had a hernia operation and somebody else is having fish and chips for tea. Well, that would mean nothing to me. It's like, yeah. well, how would you put all that together? into a, a campaign to get somebody voted in as a president. Because they analyze all the data. So you, you get the the clever technicians who can get that data from these sites. Obviously, Facebook broke the law because they did. They were very complicit in this, which is what Mark Zuckerberg went on trial for. It was a total farce. But then you do have clinical psychologists and people who can use that data to build profiles for us. And then those adverts are targeted at those people to say, well, Based on the data that we've collected, your personality type is this. The advert that you would see is this one based on your manipulability to become a voter for Donald Trump or whatever it was. So they would target ads. It wasn't just one ad that they had. They had a multitude of them. And they would target them at different groups of people to try and get the, the most effect from that. They'd sort of look at your past. So if people, like your friends, posted almost angry statuses, quite like hate almost statuses and you reacted to them you liked them angry faces you were posting statuses yourself you were like i um liked certain groups things like that they'd think right this person we don't need to persuade them they already already they know where they're going but then they look at the people that are sort of persuadables and like they'd call them so the ones i would like like you were saying somebody's nan's in hospital they'd love heart that oh send my best wishes probably really like dog pictures or cat pictures, stuff like that. Always on the fence about stuff. And then they're the ones that they target. They look into their private messages, look at how they correspond with other people. See, right, this person is quite persuadable. And then they put them on the list. And then depending on the things they like, they'll target them. So it won't be straight up, vote Donald Trump. 
Trump, it'd be like, Hillary Clinton does all this stuff that you don't like. So instead, vote Donald Trump. They'd manipulate your emotions. They're basically the, the emotional, the people who were vulnerable emotionally, the ones who expressed a lot of emotion on these social media websites, like in that scenario, if you were overly friendly, then they'd know a little bit of pressure to vote for this person, you'd crumble because you wouldn't necessarily be able to sort of overcome it. So they target these ads to say, Donald Trump is great. He's a kind, great person that's going to make this country great again. And then they'd show Hillary doing these things to kind of destroy other people's lives and whatnot. And that would think, make you think, wow, Donald is great. Hillary's awful. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. It's very clever marketing. So they'd use like crooked Hillary. So it wouldn't be so much vote Donald Trump. They wouldn't they wouldn't want it obvious and stuff like that. They want to manipulate you. So instead, they'd show snippets of Hillary Clinton saying, completely taken out of context, why vote for me? And stuff like that. She's questioning herself. Why would we vote for her? So we're not going to go for her. So it's not saying go for this person. It's saying don't go for them. So it's manipulating their way of thinking. So they think they're making that choice when the choice has already been made for them. Do you think they had it an easier job anyway? Because, I mean, the choice was basically between Trump and Clinton. It was a lot easier. So, so there was only two people in a running, really, and you know, like it was, uh, it was. I can't remember who said it, but it was basically like an idiot or the devil. Yeah. So it, it was, it was, a, it was between the two of them, and neither of them were particularly good candidates. Yeah. So all you had to do was what you just said was, as long as you dissuade people from one of them, then they're bound to vote for the other one. Yeah. And it didn't take a lot. I and think. They- Sorry, I think they said it was only three states or something like that they needed to focus on to persuade the vote. So they canvassed the whole of the United States, picked out their key states, picked out the persuadables from then. So then it was only a couple of thousand people, really, they needed to highly target, and that would just switch it. It's mad. But they're saying they practiced in third-world countries, so they got the experience, they knew what they needed to Mm. do to almost fear-monger people. So how do the people, as normal people, um, protect themselves from doing all that sort of stuff. Because, I mean, it is all... We, we are putting everything online, where we, everything, you know, about our lives, we're just checking in online. Well, the hardest part is... Voluntarily, may I just add. So it's difficult for younger generations now because social media is embedded yeah. in society and the culture. So you almost get peer pressured into putting yourself online because that's the thing to do now. If you don't put yourself online, you're going to be called a weirdo, probably, to say, oh, why don't you have a face on, you know, why, what are you hiding, blah, 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 where in reality, they're the sensible people for not plastering their lives online, because why Why should you? It's a thing, and it pick or it didn't happen, like, yeah, everything's exactly. got to be on social media now, otherwise it didn't happen, like, that's where everybody's lives are these days, and it's scary. Have you been to a concert recently, whereas... Oh, there was a great picture. I think it was when the royal wedding happened. There were two old ladies sitting on a bench and they were watching the royal wedding with their eyes. And everyone, <laughs> it blew up on the internet. They were like, what are they, you know, this is what the previous generations were like because they were just enjoying the moment for the moment. They didn't need to capture it in a picture. They didn't need to have a video or anything like that. It was just two sweet old ladies watching the wedding in the moment. And then it panned out to the rest of the crowd. And I think 99% of them had their phones, cameras. They were all doing this to try and mm. see the the queen and, well, the prince and the, and the princess. But that's what it's become now. Everyone's living their lives through their phone. It's scary. And people forget they post in those pictures and everything like that. 
then you just need somebody to go and look back. They can see all your pictures, where you've been, the sort of things you're interested, and they can predict everything you're going to do, almost. It's, it's scary. You're putting your whole life out there, and people forget that there's complete strangers out there, yet you're posting pictures outside your house where yeah. you live and things like that. Like People forget how dangerous the internet can be sometimes. See, I, I don't post anything on Facebook, on any of my 16 Facebook accounts. <laughs> I, I don't post on any of them. The only reason I got so many accounts is if I'm playing one of the games and I need extra lives, send yourself some I just lives. send myself lives all over the place. Oh, I got plenty of lives and games because like, I'm just like, I, got, like, I think it is 16 accounts. So I got. a little syndicate for yourself. But, <laughs> yeah. but you see, they probably got a profile on you for that. You say, look, he's not, he does, he chooses not to post on social media, but yeah, he's got all these social media accounts where he enjoys gaming and stuff like that. So then they can target you based upon that. They'll still have a profile on you, even though you don't actively post. Were there ads in those games? Um, no. Well, you're okay then. Probably because he doesn't know what to uh, what to put in there. Where, where it trips me up sometimes, mind is when you you log into a, a website or you join a website for something or other, and it says you can log in with Facebook. Yeah. Or you can join with Facebook. So I click, yeah, join with Facebook. Yeah, but it'll come up on one of the accounts that I'm shaking I, my head. I, I might use every couple of weeks or something, or when I go back on our site, then a week or two later, it'll be log in with Facebook. <laughs> what well, I don't know which one I logged in with. Facebook and, and now I don't know what I'm on. <laughs> what they've done is they've reached out to all these different websites to say log in with Facebook because they know people are lazy. So rather than create an account with a specific website and people going, oh, another account for the internet, blah, blah, blah. They've tried to centralize everything. So like in work where we've got this single sign-on concept. So you log in once and then that's your, mm. that's you then for the rest of your session on that particular machine. Facebook are doing the same with the internet. So you can go to loads of different websites and go, oh, don't want to create an account? Log in with Facebook. And then you log in with Facebook thinking, oh, I've been really smart now. I'll set a good password on my Facebook account so nobody can hack that. And I'll use that for everything. Whereas Facebook is just collecting the data that you're using on every single one of these websites. And they're laughing that you've chosen to do it. And what the alternative is, is this is what I've done. Again, it makes me sound like a lunatic. I've got one of those uh, password apps. So right. if, I create, if I go on Amazon and I create an Amazon account, I create an Amazon password for that account in my password vault. So I, it's not what I would normally do, like football123 or something like that. It's a complex algorithmic password that I store. So when I log into Amazon, I don't save it in the browser, just copy, paste, log in. So I've got a list of like 50 accounts that I use for different websites, all with these passwords. So I know that I'm always going to be safe. That's what you should do. When you try to explain that to someone who doesn't understand technology, they look at you as if to say that you're, well a conspiracy theorist or some kind of lunatic. But when technology has that option available to you, you should absolutely take it. See, I think I'm a bit stupid here because I completely agree with you. I know that's the right thing to do. But although I don't use Facebook, I'll still have a Facebook account. And for everything that has the option, sign in with Facebook, I'll always do it. So although I never use Facebook itself, my profile that they must have on me is phenomenal. Yeah, you don't even need to use Facebook now. Mm -hmm. For them to gather a profile on you and it's scary because they were saying a while back wasn't it with instagram because obviously instagram yep. and facebook are linked if you don't have a facebook account they've already built you one based upon your instagram profile so if you were to go create a facebook profile it would already list your likes and interests and stuff like that it's scary 
the data they've already built upon you. And I think at the end of the documentary, it said that data is worth more than oil now. So oh, yeah. it's past yeah. the point where natural resources that are in decline are less valuable than the stuff that we put out there on the internet now. So it goes to show that there are companies buying data from other companies to target ads at us. And it, we are the generation of advertisements. I think they even went as far as saying, in the wrong hands, data can be a weapon. Yeah. Which it can. Which and it almost has been if you look at elections and things like that. It's controlled so much without us knowing. Can you imagine that? They've, they've used it to manipulate an election just to get us to vote for someone. Can you imagine if they turned that around and wanted us to rebel against the government or something like that? They could just do it via ads. Well, the whole the whole concept of and they of did in one country, I think. All this social media and online and everything is is always been so clever because if the government turned around and said, "Right, we need to gather information on all our citizens," um, we're going to email them and ask them all this stuff. You know, where do you like going on holidays? What do you like to eat? People wouldn't do it, but they just created the opportunity. Well, not the government. Well, possibly um, somebody just created the opportunity and said, "Look, if you want to, you can go onto this website." on the internet, and you can put in all the information about your life. And everybody's going, yeah, we'll do that. And then everybody's just throwing everything on the internet. Facebook, voluntarily. The amount of money they invest in clinical psychologists and people like that is phenomenal. People just think Facebook is a website that they maintain. There's a whole separate part of that business. And that is that's the exact thing they did. They sat down with all these super intelligent people that they've paid millions of dollars and go, right, we need to extract all the information from the general public. How do we do it without them even knowing? And they've turned the internet into a popularity contest because fundamentally, that's what human beings are. We're small community little creatures that if you want to stay in that community to survive, you have to do something of value to stay in that community where you'd yeah. be a brickie or a, a warrior or something. And if you were an outcast, that was essentially a death sentence for you because you'd be sent off into the jungle to die on your own. So it's a very primitive concept that they've taken into the modern world to think, how can we get these people to want to stay relevant in the world, but we can get their data? Social media is the perfect construct yeah. for that. People are throwing their data. Selfie is in the dictionary now. And it's so clever with what they do. If you think about the 10-year challenge they had not long back, yep. that is just another Facebook algorithm so that they can play with that data in some way or another. And when everyone's posting the pictures of what they'd look like when they're older, again, they're just playing with all that data so they can predict and God knows do what works. Oh, is, is it that app thing that... Uh, Face app, I think yeah, it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you can make yourself yeah, th that, look older or younger or whatever. Th that app was taken off the store, I think, because it was blatantly stealing the pictures that you were taking. I think even in the terms and conditions said you do not own your pictures. There was yeah. some things like that, like they could do whatever mm -hmm. they wanted with those pictures. That's another interesting cop terms of terms of reference or terms and conditions. When you download an app for your phone, do you read them? No, no, because they make things so long winded. Yeah. Even an app on the laptop. They make everything so long-winded. You've got to scroll all the way down to go through it. Or there's pages. And, I mean, nobody's going through that yet. You're just clicking on, yeah, okay. That's it. Because what some apps have started doing now is if you download them, before you get into the... I don't know why I'm checking that. Before you get into the screen, it comes up to say, this app would like to request access to contacts, camera, 
blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And everyone just goes, oh, yeah, I want to use the app. So therefore, you've got to say yes to all these things. But what you're essentially doing is giving them your phone in a virtual sense yeah, yeah. to say, there you go. You've got access to my camera, my contacts, my data. There you go. Do everything. whatever you want with everything. I just want to use Facebook to be relevant in my peer group. So with what Cambridge Analytica did then, the public in general were complicit. Absolutely complicit. They, the only law they broke, well, they didn't. They themselves as a company didn't break the law, I don't think. Although one guy tried to sue them to get the data that they had on him and they didn't comply. So I think they lost a lawsuit in that regard. I think this is after the new GDPR laws came out where people could request the data that certain companies had on them, which is something that is totally underutilized. This whole GDPR thing has been swept under the rug. Um, But yeah, Facebook was selling data to these companies. So technically Facebook broke the law, but they got away with it scot-free. It's a multi-billion dollar company. They just paid off everyone i think where it become illegal is not harvesting the data and stuff like that but what they started to do with the data so manipulating people interfering with elections and stuff like that that is when it become illegal so data mining and stuff like that there's nothing illegal about that but then what you do with that data and hide it because i think what cambridge analytical did um facebook asked them to remove all their data they said they did and then a couple of weeks later they they still had all their data. They were doing stuff with that. So that's when they went to break the law. But going back to the GDPR, I think everybody should be able to freely see what information is out there about them because it affects so much in everybody's life, even from getting a job these days. They like, ask you if you've got social media profiles now when you go for a job. Yeah. And you can't turn around and say, well, it's none of your fucking business because they'll, they'll probably go on to someone else. It's strange. And if you say you don't have one, it's the alternate thing then of, well, why don't you have one? And then you've got to go through the explanation of saying, well, you know, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's so embedded in society now that we've, we've, if we've passed the point of no return. We, we've lost. So you can't educate people then not to do it. Stop putting all the information freely, willy-nilly, on the internet. They and should. then in some instances, jobs require that. So if you think of like a recruitment job or something like that, if you're not socially active online they're not going to be interested mm. in you as an employer. So in certain circumstances, certain circumstances, you do have to put your whole life out there in order to do your job and things like that. That's just the world we live in now, and it's scary, I think. It's bizarre. I don't get it. It's like if I'm going for a job, my online presence, unless I'm some sort of, well, irrespective, even if you were some political lunatic online, that's your personal life. What you choose to put on those sites is irrelevant to any job that you have. But they do it because a lot of these companies have affiliations with other companies and then they'll see you as a threat to their image or something like that. That's why a lot of companies now, like YouTubers, for example, if a YouTuber says something out of context to the advertisers, well, God forbid, because they get completely demonetized and their life just gets shelved because they're not appeasing the advertisers. So the scope of YouTube is changing now where people are, making videos to conform to what the advertisers want. And those that don't, those that have the privilege to have enough views to not do that will sell merchandise and stuff. But for the people who are trying to up and come on YouTube, they can't truly express themselves to make a platform because they won't make any money. And that's terrible. That's That's not free speech at all. That's the total opposite of it. It's very manipulative and crafted and tailored speech to appease the advertisers. And if the advertisers are happy, you get money. 
but then you have, you're basically selling your soul to make a career. Because you're making ad-friendly videos. Yeah. So then by making ad-friendly videos, the audience that view your content will have to consume those advertisements as part of their sort of allegiance to that particular YouTuber. And most people do it because they want that YouTuber to make money, but indirectly they're consuming all these adverts. They think they don't have an effect on people, but they really do subconsciously. It's it's impossible not to. Those advertisements are not just slapped together by some random person there, very particularly created. I don't think Joe Rogan advertise, uh, puts ads on his... Um, no, he doesn't. Things Because I watch some of his on YouTube if I'm working from home because it's like on my iPad on the side and I don't recall seeing ads on there. So I don't know where all his money comes from. So he's not going for the, uh, the oh, it's sponsorships, isn't it? Because it, it doesn't show him on... Um, on the videos, but when you listen to him on the podcast apps, um, he's always got the first five, six, seven minutes he's talking about products. Um, or one of them is his on it. Yeah. That's, that's his company. He's often talking about that. But it, they pay normally by the amount of listeners you have. Well, he gets, the last I read, he gets something like 90 million downloads a month. That's a lot. 90 million downloads a month. Or he knocks out about, I don't know, we podcast he does, but there's a couple of million listeners for every episode, isn't there? There's a few million listeners, so the revenue he's getting from sponsorship must be enormous. I've got no problem with product placement. There's a huge difference between an advert and a product placement. So a product placement is usually, oh, this is the cologne I use. It smells great. It's a summer fragrance. Go and check it out. So you're not manipulating someone to buy something. You're just saying, look, this is something that I use. Yeah. Go check it out. And you can go check it out whether you like it or not. But an advert is usually like two minutes that they've crafted this scenario for you to watch where there's subtle things that you're looking at that you don't know that are sort of subconsciously stick into you where a product placement is, oh, this is the mouse I use. It's a great mouse. It's got all these buttons and cool things. Go check it out. And then that's it. They carry on with the video then. It's not a prolonged thing that you're looking at. And you, there's got to be some product placement in the world, otherwise people will never make money. So like Joe Rogan advertises his own companies, like, oh, this is what I do. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of fitness channels will advert, will place products for websites where you can buy meat and different things in bulk. But it's usually a little nod to that website rather than a full-on advert. It's the adverts I've got problems with, not necessarily like little product placements, because you've got to make money somehow. And I find it's the adverts and things like that are what is manipulating people. And without knowing it, we are becoming a society that has been told what to think so that people can predict what we're going to think. How often do you go scroll through Facebook or something like that and you see an advert and then you're instantly convinced your phone's listening to you all the time? But like the show was saying, it's the reverse. You've almost been programmed to think about what they're going to advertise. We're all turning into robots without knowing it. It's a scary world we're going Yeah, I, and you're right about the, the ad targeting there. And you were saying about adverts on Facebook, but I do get it on on um, other websites. Because so, some websites are really ad-heavy. Yeah. And it even slows the website down. There's so many adverts popping up as, as the page is loading. And I have seen where I've gone on Amazon or something and I'm looking at, you know, a, a new laptop bag or something. And then as soon as you go onto another page to look at something completely different, there's all these adverts coming up for laptop bags. It's the cookies that you have in your machine, it is. they When you say, yes, I'll accept the cookies of this website, 
they're stored locally somewhere on your machine. So when you go onto another website, they just look in that cookie cache to say, right, what are all the things that you've been looking at? And they've got algorithms then to take the information from those files and go, oh, it's a laptop bag. And then they just plaster adverts. I get it for cat food. I've got a cat. So I'll go on Facebook and they'll go, oh, here's a like a brand of cat food that will be good for your cat. Here's litter and all this sort of stuff. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're just taking that from my machine because I happen to look for cat food on you on Amazon. Yeah. See, I get that a lot and I'm actually quite grateful for it sometimes. Yeah. I get stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, do you know what? I do like that. A nice little cat collar. I'll, I'll get that. One ninety nine and stuff like that. So I'm a right sucker for ads. And I think that's why I avoid things like Facebook and stuff like that. Because I know I'm easy manipulated. So I'm going to avoid the places where I get those almost propaganda adverts. You don't see them as much on like Instagram, places like that. You, it's more likely to be adverts for cat stuff and stuff like that. Not vote this person, vote that. So I try to avoid websites where I'm going to be persuaded because I know... I could be manipulated one way or another. So I just don't want to be part of it, really. So I'm taking myself out of the whole equation, how I see it. <laughs> Should that be allowed, though, you know, for the, for these companies to be able to sort of look at the cookies that you've been looking at on 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 other pages and say, ah, okay, we've had a little snoop around on your laptop or we can see you was looking at laptop bags and cat food. Let's, let's use that information that we've got from a page that was nothing to do with us and target those ads towards it. And that can't be right, surely. It depends on what you've consented to. Because if you say yes to cookies, what you're essentially doing is you're allowing those websites to access that certain part of your machine to store the data. So they're probably, other websites are just using that to, to take But do you find a lot of websites are very clever about it. So there's an accept cookies button, but... A, there's only an accept cookies button. So you can keep scrolling, but you can never get rid of that banner or whatever yeah. until you accept cookies. Or sometimes you can't even progress through the website and things like that. So sometimes They're not you even don't really have a choice. It's either you click yes to this button or you can't access the website. And what you should do is go, well, fuck that website then and go somewhere else. Because I can guarantee that that website is not the only source of information you need for whatever it is you're trying yeah. to research. But people people don't they go accept and then they carry on they just they're very complicit because they're not lazy per se but they just don't want to go through the well i suppose they are lazy they don't want to go through the hassle of going somewhere else and rather than just saying well well no and then going back to the drawing board to go to another website they just go oh whatever and click accept whether they're in a rush or something they're looking for something quick they just they just so sign how is what that website is doing any different to what Cambridge Analytica did? They're gathering your information and acting on it. Yeah, it's no different. It's just data collection. I think when it becomes illegal is how they act upon that data. So if they are just advertising you with cat food, then fine. But then if... I'm trying to think of a good analogy for this. But then if they're sort of advertising, like, kill all the dogs because you like cats, well, then that's a little bit dodgy. They're trying to persuade you to do something. They're manipulating your mind then. I There's think different that's different levels, becomes... I think. So you could argue that, well, people are convinced that advertisements are a good thing. They've never been a good thing at all. Smoking, tobacco companies, Mad Men. Have you ever watched the, the show Mad Men with John Hamm? It's I'm, about I'm, the board of advertising I directors. I don't watch nothing, so... It's familiar. I can't remember if I watched it or anything. So it's basically, it delves into an advertising company in New York 
where they try and sell mainly tobacco products or products for a certain demographic and the ads are there to manipulate you 100%. Gone are the days where it's word of mouth where your mate Dave would go, oh yeah, you should if you want this, go go to that place. And you go, oh yeah, cheers Dave. And then you go and get the product. Now you've got these conglomerate companies selling you these adverts. And people are convinced, everyone is convinced that ads are the greatest thing ever. Oh, I didn't know I wanted that until I saw an advert. Yeah, because you didn't want it. There's like, there's, you didn't want it. You watched an ad and then suddenly you want it. Oh, surprise, <laughs> surprise. The amount of money companies pay into research for advertising and stuff like that is scary because they know the power of it without even, even if you're not directly watching the TV, if you just hear it in the background or something like that, it gets sucked into your brain and you get manipulated by it. And then next thing you know, you'll be out shopping and be like, oh, that's the Febreze I heard advertised on telly. That must be good. Grab that sort of thing. And there's also that thing, because it's on TV, it must be good. <laughs> yeah, it must Just, be true. That's it. It's insane. Like you think of Nike, for example, like a, a famous shoe company. The creation of their shoes now is a small part of their business. It's just getting the shoes made. Most of their money is spent on marketing, advertisements. They do sponsorships on YouTube to different YouTubers now. So rather than, you know, they don't necessarily, they've got all these outlets for their shoes, but their biggest thing now is promoting those shoes. So they'll, they spend billions advertising their product, yeah. whereas making the shoes is probably the smallest part, ironically, than there is now. It's mad. So if you want a job and you have no soul, <laughs> become a marketer, man, because the, the world is your oyster. You can go anywhere in the world. You'll get paid six-figure salaries to manipulate the public into buying all the tat that's on the internet. That's the thing, isn't it? Because it's not illegal, but is it ethical? No, I wouldn't say it is. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things in life far from ethical, but we do them. But what they're essentially doing is they're advertising these products for you to have a life that you don't need. They're saying, oh, are you feeling this way? Oh, yeah, I'm feeling this way. Then have this pill or have this product. Your life will be 10 times better. It won't. All those pills are crap. Well, yeah, that means an old saying in sales and that anyway that people will buy what they want, not what they need. Yeah. Because it's like you look at something, you think, oh, okay, well, I, I need that, but that means I just got to spend money buying that because I don't really want it, but I, I have to have it. And then you'll see something else and you think, oh, I really want that. And, you, and you'll buy that because you really want it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. You'll buy what you want rather than what you need. You'll put that first. Right. Or there's a thing they create the need, isn't there? Because there's that old sales tip of like when you're trying to sell a pen. So have you heard that one? Like in a job interview, they say sell a pen. And the response is meant to be, okay, can I have your autograph? Well, have you got a pen? Yeah, it'll be two pound. <laughs> it's that sort of thing. You create the need. The need was never there, but you've got to create the need for it. I think that's what they do in Black advertising Friday. a lot. Black Friday is the culmination of that, where they have all these products to say, right, one-time only sale, TVs reduced by 50%. And you think, even I go, oof, I'm pretty strong against a lot of these ads. And even I'm going, Jesus Christ, 50% off TVs. That's... That's a bugger. Yeah. I don't buy anything because I'd be a hypocrite if I did. But when you watch the articles on TV, people will literally kill each other to buy a TV for 50%. Oh, and yeah. I think, wow, well, if that's what society has come to, then yeah, we might as well just all 
you know, walk off yeah. the edge of the world. Because didn't they almost stop Black Friday over here because of that? A lot of stores didn't participate <laughs> yeah. because it was getting Fighting. so violent. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. And like, there's always that thing like save £200. You think, oh, what a sale, I've saved 200 quid. No, you would have saved 400 quid if you didn't buy it. You didn't need it in the first <laughs> place. Point, yeah. And what yeah. they do is they'll falsely inflate the sale. So they'll say a TV 50% off. They'll put the original price as four grand and the new price is two. The original price was probably only like 2,500. Mm. They change the value to say, oh, you're getting 50% off. And you go, I can't not buy that now. And you buy it, you set it all up and you go, did I really... Did I really need that TV? <laughs> like, what is the point? What ex- but it's, it's done. It's, it's too late now. It's past. And then people will go into debt to buy all this crap that they don't need. And their life is 10 times more miserable after buying all this rubbish than it is if they didn't have it. So going back to that saying it puts so many people in hardship and stuff like that. And going, saying before it's unethical but not illegal. Does that mean maybe it needs to be relooked? Because obviously all this is quite a new problem in the grand scale of things. Advertising wasn't around 50 years ago, so that's why this stuff isn't illegal and stuff like that. Do you think they need to review the way adverts are shown on TV and stuff like that? I do. And I think people have too, some certain people are too vulnerable. They're too... Gullible. They, they're gullible. Yeah, they're so easily manipulated that you could... You could, well, what's, what's the thing my dad always used to say? You could sell ice to an, you could sell ice to a, not an igloo. Eskimo. You can't sell an ice to a, <laughs> to a house. Yeah, you could sell ice to an Eskimo if you could, if you were good enough a salesman. I mean, what chance do you have against someone who can manipulate you to the point where you're buying things that you don't need? I mean, surely that can't be. Yeah, because I used to think like that. Every time I saw um, somebody using a drone or I saw an advert for a, a drone, oh, I've got to have one of them. I'd How love cool is that? Drone. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was so cool. I never bought one because when I sat down and thought about it, I thought, when would I use it? Yeah, I'd have it, right? And the first weekend, I'd be out flying and filming everything. And then after that, it would be, oh, it's a bit windy. Oh, it's a bit rain. I can't be bothered. I'll have to go on a weekend. I'll have to go somewhere where it's safe to fly it. And I'd end up never using it. I wonder how many of hundreds of people done that exact thing yeah. or tried flying and thought this is a bag of rubbish can't get it off the ground and the drawer never been touched again yeah, yeah or yeah. they've lost it because it's gone in a river or up a tree or that would be my fate I think that's crazy I mean like some of these products like a drone is great if you are a professional cameraman that's opened up a new world now where you can attach a camera to it and you can just fly around the sea cool, and it? get some great shots it's a tool mm. But they've taken that and gone, right, we can sell this to the professionals. The professional market is probably eh, because people are going to buy it because they need it for their business. The biggest market is the general public. They've gone, how can we make this drone look cool? They'll give it to some YouTubers who go outside and fuck about with this drone, crashing it into things, filming people, submerging it. And all these kids go, mom, I want a drone for Christmas. And then they use it for 10 minutes and they realize, well, I can't really use it like those YouTubers do. And then that's it then. That's it. That's the end. It's gone. 200 quid. The pressure on those parents to get it, and it's a different thing every single year, and every year they're becoming more and more expensive. The pressure on the parents to get it because they know all their kids' friends are going to have it as well. And then they also know, give it two months' time, it's going to be in a cupboard forgotten about, and they're going to be asking for the next thing. And it's just constant and constant. And I think this whole Cambridge Analytica thing has just opened up that we need to sort of review the whole way we use the internet with our data, marketing and stuff like that, I think we just need to review everything and take a step back. 
because we're just getting forced down this rabbit hole of being manipulated by everything. Parents need to be much stronger with their kids as well. I was about to say, can somebody sum this up based on what the original question was? But you just did. Yeah. <laughs> it was like as if you knew it was destiny. I was destined you, to say that. You knew. And you just you just summed up the whole thing and I thought, what well, well, I was just about to say can somebody That's sum it up. Because I'd lost track of what the conversation actually started with. You're welcome. So, so I needed to go back to that and somebody sum it up, and now we have. So, yeah, summed so, it up perfectly. So that's it. That's it all for this week. So, okay, we'll see you next week. Thank you both. Cool. Take Cheers, care. guys.